Good morning, church. Our God is good and all the time. Again, I would like to thank God for the privilege of bringing God's words to you this morning and also to our eldership for this opportunity. And uh, if you are here for the very first time with us, and as uh, we as a church, we know, we have started a new series on, in the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, two weeks ago. And uh, as our pastor uh, taught us, we have established already that the Gospel of Luke uh, carries the name of its author, which is Dr. Luke, and it is a correspondence between, uh, or from Luke to a man called uh, Theophilus. So we have seen already that this correspondence is in order for Theophilus to have certainty of the things that were taught to him before. And at this moment, or for this morning, we will continue doing that, seeing what else Luke has to say to Theophilus, and we will see that there is a deeper understanding of uh, Luke that he wants to give to Theophilus in the scripture that we are reading this morning. And uh, today our reading is from uh, chapter 1, Luke chapter 1. And we will read from verse 26 to 38. Luke chapter 1, from verse 26 to 28. So if you don't have your Bible with me, or with you, you can follow the reading in the screen behind me. Let's read. That says the word of God. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and, you, and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answers, answered to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. 
and behold, your relative Elizabeth is in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing it is impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, once again, we praise your name for this morning and for the privilege that we are gathered around your word. You said in your word that your word is able to destroy all stony heart and your word is able to create in us a new heart, a heart of flesh that receives your word and that acknowledge your authority of our lives. Lord, will you this morning back up the words that you have given me by giving us the spirit that convinces us from sin, from righteousness, and from judgment, so that, Lord, we can really be an example for those that need to see you moving in us and through us. Lord, I pray that you will change our hearts so that we may worship you in spirit and truth. For your name's sake and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I think you probably must have heard at least once in your life about a story of amazing conception and birth of a baby. Uh, well, maybe if you are a little bit advanced in age, you had more than one story. But even if you are little, in, 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 in the context of uh, the Sunday school, maybe, you have already uh, studied about or heard about uh, uh, Abraham and Sarah and how they could not conceive and how uh, supernaturally God intervened and they, 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 they would conceive Isaac. Maybe you heard also about even uh, Rebecca. Rebecca could not conceive and the Bible uh, talk about the intervention of God and how the twins, Jacob and Esau, they came. And even Hannah, in book of 1 Samuel, you saw that she also was a barren woman and she could not conceive, but by God's grace and by God's plan, she was able to conceive supernaturally to a baby called Samuel. And last week, Pastor laid us also the story about uh, Zachariah and uh, his wife Elizabeth, who also, they were advanced in age, and they could not uh, conceive, but by God's supernaturally work in their life, they were able to conceive the baby called John the Baptist. But it was not, uh, it was not the same thing that Angel Gabriel is bringing to Mary about his conception this morning. All these conceptions, they were similar 
in terms of God intervening supernaturally, but unlike the one that we will see this morning, they were conceived between a relationship of a man and a woman. But today, the announcement that Mary is receiving from angel Gabriel is not a conception where a man is involved. So this announcement or this conception is completely unlike the one that we have just mentioned to you. The question then becomes, why then, the, why then Luke did or wrote this detailed account to Theophilus? Why he wanted to, for Theophilus to know about the account of the announcement of our Lord Jesus Christ, of the conception of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I think uh, because it carries with it a message that Luke wanted Theophilus to know and believe. Also because it is recorded in the Bible for us, I believe God wants us to know and fully understand the same message for us to believe in it, for us to proclaim it as a part of our Christian life. So what is this message then? This question leads me then to my first point this morning. My first point is that God had a message for uh, Mary. Look with, uh, see in your Bible in verses 26 and uh, to 28. The Bible starts saying in verse 26 that it was in the sixth month that the angel came to, to Mary. This sixth month is related to the time of Elizabeth's pregnancy. So Elizabeth was in her sixth month, and it was on that time that angel, that God sent the angel Gabriel to Mary. And we see that he was sitting from the, the previous account last Friday, angel Gabriel was sitting before the throne of God. So he was a special, uh, a, a, a special emissary. So this a special emissary is carrying a special message also for, for Mary. And this message came also in the context of Mary's day-to-day life. You will see what the Bible says over there in verse uh, 27, that Mary was engaged, the word in ESV is betrothed, to a man whose name was Joseph. So Mary was engaged or about to, uh, cons- uh, co- uh, about to get married or cons- con- uh, to consume con- consummation of her marriage with uh, Joseph. So we see then that it is in this scenario that the word of God came to uh, Mary. Probably, according to what I could see, Mary was about uh, between 15 to 17 years old and lived in a seemingly insignificant town in Galilee called Nazareth. And this town, if you remember in the book of John, the Gospel of John, uh, when Jesus was uh, calling his first disciples, 
there is one disciple called Nathanael that asked, is there anything good that can come from Nazareth? So it was in this town that uh, Mary was living. But what caught my attention in here was that the Bible says, that the angel says that Mary, you are highly favored. And why you are highly favored? The answer is all in the next sentence when you say, the Lord is with you. Mary, she didn't do anything to deserve God's attention. God chose to reveal himself and his plan to Mary from his own initiative. That's why you see there in the beginning of verse 26 that angel Gabriel was sent from God to Mary. It means that God took the initiative to reveal himself to Mary and to reveal also his plan, what he was about to do to Mary. So what this can taught us today, what the application we can take from this first point. First of all, that the grace of God was the means by which God communicated his message to Mary through the angel Gabriel. But today, he also chooses the means of grace in our Lord Jesus Christ to communicate with us through his son. In the book of Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, we see that God is saying that in the past, he spoke through many means, prophets, and even angels that we are seeing here. But today, he does not speak anymore through angels, like we see in Mary's case, but the, primarily, the primary uh, means of God's uh, revealed will or for, for God to speak unto us is his Bible or his scripture, his word. This is what we see when Jesus said in John 5, 38, that he was saying to the Pharisees, look, you search the scriptures, but the scriptures, they talk about me. This is, what, or this is how God has chosen today to reveal or to get in touch with us and to communicate his will. The Bible is God's revealed word to us. Therefore, your relation with God's written word tell us about, tell us a lot about how seriously you take your relationship with God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Simply because God has chosen to reveal himself primarily in his word. How is your relationship with God's word? How can you assess your life, uh, uh, your dev devotional life, on, or even your interest to know about God's word? Brother Ray just uh, prayed that God's word is the way he has to guide our lives. So is that the priority in your life for you to know the Lord through his word? I hope it is. If you are here and you are not in the faith, the word of God is coming to you today to give you new life and a new heart through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. If you are new in the faith, if you just started your walk with Christ, 
the word of God comes to you to cause you to crave for the true spiritual milk so that you can grow in, up in your salvation now that you have tested that the Lord is good. If you are here and you are advanced in age in your faith, meaning that you have already some years in the faith, I hope that you are not, uh, you are not deceived thinking that you have all knowledge in you because the word of God is coming to you as a solid food that by virtue of that you may mature more in Christ because of course there is more room for you to mature by constantly using the word of God to discern and distinguish between good and evil for you to keep following Christ faithfully. And we as a church, we have some means that you can take advantage of for you to know God through his word. As a church, we have established at least two platforms, which is our, our, our Friday school and our home group. Are you taking advantage of those two platforms for you to know God beside your personal devotional time? I hope you can take advantage of that. So we see then that the angel Gabriel came into Mary with the message from God. But what is then the content of this message? This leads me to my second point this morning, which is the content of the message of the angels to Mary. What is the content of this message? We see it from verse 29 to verse 33. Let's read it again. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. So when the angels, Luke does not say that Mary was as agitated by the presence of the angel, but but she was agitated by his greeting. She was perplexed at what he said, that she was filled with anxious thought and trying to understand what was going on, why the angel had greeted her in that manner, but she did not know what to make of it. To this, angel, to this, the angel Gabriel very quickly said to Mary, fear not, Mary. Do not be afraid, because you have found favor with, with God. So we see Mary, she was completely disturbed by the greeting of the angel. For me, it, it was not because she was, uh, let me say, afraid in the sense, uh, or in the same sense, for example, the disciples, they were afraid to lose their life when Jesus uh, just accounted the, the, the storm. But this being afraid of Mary here is because of the manifestation, of the personal manifestation of our God. We saw last week that this happened, this same thing happened with Zachariah when they saw the angel, when he saw the angel. So when God's divine power is manifested through the angel, it brings some fear to us. 
But that fear is mainly in a sense of reverence. It's mainly in a sense of acknowledging uh, the holiness of God. For me, and as Pastor also spoke last uh, Friday, it was the, uh, like the same experience Isaiah had uh, when he saw the holiness of God. But the favor of God was then what calmed uh, the heart of Mary. It's like the angel was saying, I'm not here to harm you. I have good news for you. And that word of grace just uh, calmed uh, the heart of, of Mary. And I believe that that attitude of Mary was a manifestation of a heart of true worship. And we will see that later on very clearly. For application for us in this uh, point, I believe that our worship to God will be only true when we learn to worship God in the beauty of his holiness. When we as creature or creatures from the living God, we understand that God is majestic and God is above and there is no comparison with him. When we can acknowledge that from the deep, deep inside of our heart, our worship of, for him and of him will be a true worship. May God give us grace for us to learn how to worship him in the beauty of his holiness. Then the angel Gabriel start then delivering the content of the message that God has sent him for. The angel said to Mary, see, get ready, you will get pregnant. And this is what we see there in, in verse 30, 31st, yeah? And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. I believe that came like uh, something completely out of sense for Mary. Because from, from her response in verse 20 or 34, he said, she said, how will this be since I am a virgin? So we see here that the angel is uh, collecting some prophecies from the Old Testament and announcing it to Mary. From Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, we see a word from God as a sign of what he was doing in his plan of redemption of the sinful race. We read in Isaiah 7, 14, the Bible says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. In the same parallel, we'll see here the angel saying to Mary that you will conceive that son and you shall call his name Jesus. In Isaiah, you shall call his name Emmanuel. In here, the angel is saying you shall call him Jesus, meaning that the Emmanuel is our Lord Jesus Christ. 
So, Emmanuel meaning God with us implies that Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is God in the midst of human being. Why it is important for us to understand this? It is crucial for us to understand this, and I believe this is one of the reasons Luke is writing to Theophilus, talking about the conception of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because he came to save mankind from his sin. And for him to be able to do that, he must be God. Because no man can redeem other men from their sins. But when we come to this point, I believe as a church, we need to be reminded of what is the concept of sin for us. What is sin for you? How do you define sin? Because we see that what is happening here is, uh, is a promise from God from the beginning in the book of Genesis. We remember that after creating a human being, God gave them an instruction for them not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But they did that, and the Bible considered that as a sin. Why eating from a tree is a sin? Because what mankind did, that action of Adam and Eve, was considered clearly as the high treason. They did not only eat from the tree, but they disobey the law that the Creator has given them for them to obey. So it's, it is like they were saying, we don't want to uh, be dependent of you, God. We want to be independent from you. This is the very uh, nature or concept of sin. And Jesus Christ, the Bible says from that point on, men could not have any more relationship with God. And God had made a promise to Eve that there will be your seed that will come and crush the head of serpent. And we see this promise fulfilled now in this scripture that we are reading in Mary. Mary is an image of the women that God was talking about. And the seed that God was talking about there in Genesis 3.15 is Jesus Christ. God in, on the earth, God in the midst of his people, who came to destroy all that sin has brought unto us if we believe in him. We need to make a pause in here to see the meaning and implications of these verses. The name of our Lord Jesus Christ means salvation. And it points out the object for which Christ was sent by the Father into the world. As he tells us also that I have come not to judge the world, but I have come to save the world. This is the mission that Jesus Christ came to accomplish 
in the cross of Calvary for us. So what then is your position uh, with what Jesus Christ accomplished in the cross of Calvary for us? When you see the price that God had to pay for our sins, and when we consider sin as little or as some mistake only, we are not being faithful or we are not being even grateful for the work of our Lord Jesus Christ in the cross of Calvary. For God to live eternity, to come into this world, to save you and me, we need to consider sin as something serious for him. I, I, I hope that we can really picture that the price that was paid in the cross of Calvary for our sin was the only thing that can today deliver us from darkness and deliver us from condemnation. If you are here and you are not a believer, I invite you to consider those words in your heart. Jesus Christ came not to judge the world, but he came to save the world. The angel Gabriel continues delivering then the content of the message. Other passages in the Bible teaches us that Jesus is also, was also prophesied in, in the Old Testament as the son of David, the one that would sit in, in the throne of David. And we have read that actually this morning from Isaiah 9. Uh, and the Bible also says that he shall reign over the house of Jacob. So all these promises that God gave in the Old Testament we see angel Gabriel boring or uh, telling the same promise to Mary as the fulfillment. So all of God's promises in the Old Testament, they are completely fulfilled in our Lord Jesus Christ. When the Bible says, and we read also in Isaiah 9, that his kingdom will never end, saying that the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ over his creation will be forever. And since he has conquered the death, he is now king over all creation, even over your life if you believe in him. Mary could not understand how this would happen. For it was beyond the common order of nature and she concludes that it should be impossible. And again, we see uh, that she said in verse 34 that how this could happen if I'm a virgin. This leads me then to my third point, when the angel now is explaining the content of this message to uh, Mary. The angel does not explain the manner so as to satisfy the curiosity of Mary. 
He only leads Mary to contemplate the power of the Holy Spirit and to surrender herself silently and calmly to his guidance. The word where we see there in verse, uh, in the answer of uh, uh, angel Gabriel in verse 35, the word the Holy Spirit will come upon you denotes that this could be an extraordinary work in which natural means have no place. The angel continues explaining uh, Mary, therefore, the Holy Spirit or the holy uh, baby that will be born shall be called uh, holy. We see that this explanation of the angel gives total authorship of, uh, of Mary's pregnancy to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that caused Jesus to uh, exist or to come. And we see that this is important for us as well. Because as, as, as Christians, we always say that we want to be more like, like Christ. So then my question should be, who is the agent that will create that Christ in us? Will take us to the point of maturity. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can do so. I believe that's why later on in this same book, when Jesus was talking about prayer with the disciple, he said to them, if you know how to give good things to your uh, sons, how much more your heavenly father would give you the Holy Spirit if you ask. When we open our, our mouth and we ask, Holy Spirit come to my life, and transform my life is because he is the only person in the, se- in the similar way he uh, made the conception of, uh, of, of Jesus in Mary's womb. He can also create or bring Jesus alive in your life. So ask for the Holy Spirit and when you do that, remember that he, his first assignment is to create Jesus' character in you. Then the angel encourages the faith of Mary to expect that miracle because this is a real miracle that we see here. How the angel does that? By telling her about what's happened to Elizabeth. If neither the barrenness nor the old age of Elizabeth could prevent God from making her a mother, there was no better reason why Mary should not trust uh, in God for him to do what the angel, what angel Gabriel is saying to her because she can see the demonstration of the power of God in the life of Elizabeth. Mary ought to place such a faith only in the clear word of God that was being proclaimed by the angel and not require no support to her faith from any other place. But to prevent further hesitation, we see a bold statement from the angels 
from the from the angel Gabriel in verse in, at the end in verse 37 when he said for God nothing is impossible in another words Mary trusts in God's character God's character will never fail you God's character will never disappoint you he is a God that can do anything in your life. But in here, we, can, we must also pause and have also a word of caution. Because the Bible says, if we ignore the grace of God that came unto us through our Lord Jesus Christ, we will meet God at the end of our life as a judge. Because being a judge is also part of God's character. The same God that is a father, is a loving one, is also the same God that needs to punish sin because he is a holy God. We cannot as a Christian to pick and choose the character of God that sweet us. God is one. At the same time that he is loving, he is also a righteous God. And he cannot tolerate sin. Brothers and sisters, we are living in the last days. God is coming in our Lord Jesus Christ. And this time, it will not be anymore to save, but to judge. This week, it was important for me to see that. Because what we say, it is the revealed word of God. It tells us about also the wrath of God. This needs to give us a sense of urgency, not only in our lives, but also for those that are lost. We just uh, finished the mission conference, and if we have the remedy of those that are walking to destruction, we need to share Christ to them in an urgent basis. At least pray for them. Those that are around your family, those that are close to you, your, your work colleagues, do that because when God will come, he will come this time to judge the world. So we can see here then that it is only the Holy Spirit that can miraculously transform our hearts and give us a new life in our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that if you are here and you don't know Christ, you will allow these words and you allow the Holy Spirit to transform also your heart in order for you to experience the new life that we have in our Lord Jesus Christ, what he gave us, through his sacrifice in the cross of Calvary. The angel explained the message to Mary uh, then, but today it is also the Holy Spirit that explained the message, uh, uh, the message of God through this written Bible. Uh, when I was growing up, my, uh, one of the ladies that discipled me, she mentioned one thing uh, to me that I always think about that. She said to me that the Holy Spirit is that teacher by excellence. By excellence. 
she, he never gets sick. He never fails a lesson. He's always in the classroom waiting for the students. As long as the students are willing to present themselves to the teacher, he is there to teach them. And how do we present ourselves to this teacher? When we open the Bible and we have an eager desire to know him, he will show Christ through this written word. Whenever your heart is away from loving the written word of God, you can never say that you love our Lord Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is the one that will enlighten your eyes for you to be able to see Jesus through this written word. I said earlier that the favor of God uh, was, was the thing that brought uh, Mary to her knees, to this true heart of worship. But I have a question for you as we are wrapping up. And here, I need to ask you, do you think that Mary understood in details how she would get pregnant? Do you think that that, was that explanation that uh, the angel gave to her was enough for her to clearly in her mind understand what was going on in her life? This leads me to my last point this morning. Mary's response to God's word. Mary's response to God's word was not in her complete ability to understand what the angel told her. But I believe that she saw uh, the character of God. When the angel said to her, nothing is impossible to God, she believed in the character of God. And this is what got her to respond the way we see in verse 38. Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Do you trust the character of God? And I remember, when you say yes to that answer, you cannot choose and pick aspect of God's character for your life or that you are pleased with. When you say that you believe God's character, you need to believe completely who he is. And today, he can be your savior if you are not yet in faith, if in the same way you can, that Mary replied, you can reply also to God that be done unto me according to your word. In summary, God's message that Luke wanted Theophilus to be certain about was about the gospel. The gospel is the communication that the angel is making in here to Mary. The gospel is also for us today the only means that 
we have to be reconciled to God if we put our faith in what Jesus Christ did for us in the cross of Calvary. And as we saw, even if you are a believer, the gospel is the only way you have to grow and mature in our Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, Mary could argue to, to, the, to the angels, why are you saying me those things while I am about to marry? What my husband would think about me? What the society would think about me? Mary could argue with, uh, with, with angel. Who are you to tell me all those things? But you know, she didn't do that. Why? She recognized that God is her creator. And because she did that, she said, be done unto me according to your word. I hope that that will be our answer to God this morning. We will say, as Mary said, for every or in any area of our lives, Lord, I am your servant. Let be done unto me according to your word. I surrender all to you. Let's pray. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for this time that you have given us to hear your, your word. I pray as we share in this place that through the word that was proclaimed, Father, your Holy Spirit may, may do his work in our hearts to show our Christ and to show us you as you really are. Father, change our lives. May we be people that will be really fearing you because of who you are, that we will not choose and pick aspect of your character, but that you, we will love you as you really are. We pray that you may open up our hearts, open up our eyes for us to see our condition that we need you for anything in this life. And that as we surrender our lives to you, we can experience more of your life in us. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.